Hello, and welcome to Design Atlas. I'm Jens Springsjord, and with me is my co-host, Megan Ludke. In today's episode, we're going to be meeting up with Johanna Wegerich, art director of Fritten Love in Frankfurt, Germany. Her story is a true inspiration to all designers out there. We discuss why analog is an important medium, even in today's highly digital design industry. We'll venture into typography and how Ioana uses it to become an effective communicator. And lastly, we'll learn about the psychological aspects of overstimulation that Johanna has applied to her work. Stay tuned. This is Design Atlas. designer from Darmstadt, Germany. I'm currently an art director for the company Frittenlove and I work as a freelance graphic designer under my studio name The Sun Will Come Out. I would say I'm definitely an analog designer. My brain works very tactile. For example, before I lay out, I always start with pen and paper to sketch out what I want to do. I find the digital world still a little bit difficult. I try to research as much as possible to come up with an intelligent concept from where the design can grow out of. And of course, experiments are important as well because creative ideas can't be planned out perfectly most of the time. Yeah, it's the cool accidents that often become the most interesting visuality, I think. years of 2016 and 2017, both Megan and I left the University of Wisconsin-Stout and embarked on our study abroad experiences. We both became great friends with Johanna during our time at the university. It's actually quite funny, as both myself and Megan took part in different classes with Johanna, and so we met in different ways. Johanna and I met during an analog newspaper course where we focused heavily on the typography, grids, and other visual structures. We also had to design a garden that encompassed the Fibonacci sequence to complete the course objectives. Everyone had a little garden and Jens grew his own carrots. <laughs> I know, Jens showed me his little garden. And here's how Megan and Johanna met. Um, the class was called Experimental Design. I mean, you said it was too experimental for you. Yeah, it was intended to be like this a little bit. Yeah, yeah we went to a black metal concert in this mm -hmm. um, old Ettinger Villa. 
mm-hmm. in Darmstadt, and it was it was a crazy experience. And some people couldn't couldn't listen to the to the concert; they had to leave. Yeah, I think this was when we when Megan and I met. It was. It, I really remember that class because it was, a, it was such an interesting course having to go with your classmates to a black metal concert. <laughs> it was just really strange, but and some of the projects in the course turned out really, really well, and it was it was a really fun class overall. It made you think really differently about a lot of things, and I do appreciate that. So I think for black metal fans, it was a great experience, but for everyone else, it was really tough. <laughs> to pursue a creative path somehow. Yeah, I kind of struggled in high school because all the subjects didn't really welcome a different mind or brain that just works more visually. So I changed to a school in Frankfurt that already had a focus on design. There we only had subjects like German, maths and English and the rest all had the design focus. And we uh, had subjects like printing, illustration and photography. And ever since I didn't want to do anything else. I really like that kind of system in Germany that you can, after 10th grade, you can change to a technical school and then f- just focus what you're interested in. Yeah, I was really lucky that I could go there at such a young age. this whole world opened up to me when I went to that school and I could see oh wow I can actually make money with doing creative stuff I find it so so cool I mean I always drew and did illustration things and took nice photos of things and then this yeah this whole world opened up to me and I learned about typography and that a letter form is something interesting by its own and yeah I really loved it Not only did Johanna Wegerich study in her home country of Germany, she also took one year abroad at the Camberwell College of Arts in London. Here's her story on how she ended up studying there. We have this Erasmus program. I think everyone knows it. So it's like a scholarship you get from EU. I think everyone should do it because you just get money for staying somewhere in Europe. 
we had many schools to choose. Then I saw in the list that there's London and London is just my favorite city in the world. I heard a lot of good things about the design school in South London. Yeah, I really wanted to apply. She applied and she ended up getting into the university. This is how the process was for Johanna Wegerich's application into Camberwell College of Arts. Yeah, so I think for EU students, it's um, really easy to do this, uh, the semester abroad because of Erasmus and because the schools plan it out for you. At first, it seemed really difficult to get into Camberwell because everyone told me that it seems like almost impossible to study abroad there because no one got accepted the past years and it made me very concerned and anxious. So I also applied in Cork in Ireland, so just in case, you know. Uh, something made uh, made me believe in myself and I just applied in Kambaba, so I mean I had nothing to lose really. Luckily I got the acceptance letter and I, this was the best, one of the best days in my life. Johanna reached London, some of the courses that she took included both typographies, studies, and also a focus on fashion through graphic design. We had to set up a whole fashion show. Hundreds of people came to see the show and uh, every student had to create a garment that is something between fashion and graphic design. similar one at Stout. Uh, it's called Fashion Without Fabric, where all the design students, they set up an art show, but you have to do a fashion show and you have to make like a, an outfit entirely out of things that are not made out of fabric. So fabric is the only thing that you can't use. So people were making dresses and things out of paper and garbage bags and plastic and metal. And it was a really interesting fashion show. It happens like every year. So that's always fun to see that other schools do that. I find it really difficult at first to find something that, you know, that connects fashion with graphic design. So I stepped back and thought, okay, what's my favorite thing about graphic design? And it was grids. <laughs> I love just layout, uh, creating grids and typography. So I thought, okay, wouldn't it be so cool to make a wearable grid? So I created this giant blanket out of fabric and then I glued everything together with newspapers in it. It was like a puffer jacket, but it was when you when you had it off, it was a giant grid system and it was wearable. <laughs> I did enjoy my Darmstadt projects more because we had much more time to make them really nice and think about a strong concept. 
Whereas in London, they really rushed through the projects. It wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of time to realize them. But I really enjoyed the type design project as well because back home, I didn't really went to a course with type design. So I really liked that we had to do it in London. Johanna really appreciates is travel. Travel can inspire us as designers. As we go through the world and gather experiences, meet new people, taste new foods, it's something that we all experience in a new way and in a new light. And even during the pandemic, which can be so difficult on all of us, it becomes very easy to kind of disconnect from the world. But remember, we are all connected. And Johanna is no different. She enjoyed going to California before the lockdown of 2020. And uh, here's her story on going to California and what she observed while she was there. I love traveling and I always wanted to go to California. I think I was always romanticizing the idea of um, living on the beach there in my head and um, then when I went there it was even better than in my imagination. I enjoyed the sun, the warmth, the food, the flowers and the architecture and in general that pure feeling of freedom. Just the open-mindedness of the people there. Everyone is just so friendly and I really, really loved that. I just enjoy it so much when people are truly kind to each other. experimental designs happen through conceptual thoughts. Of course you can play with the shape, the form and the placement in layouts, but I feel like a strong concept behind your design choices is very necessary. 
even when you can't really see all the thoughts and the design in the end, it helped making intelligent design choices that make you think in new ways and get new ideas that you maybe haven't thought of before. So with color, I always try to find my inspiration in my surroundings. For example, drawing with pencils, scanning the illustration in and take the textures and new colors in my designs. I find it way easier than just using the color parameters in RGB or CMYK. And the same goes with printing digital designs out and scanning them back in. It gives digital designs an interesting analog origin. The aspect of like seeing those colors in, in person, whether it's, you know, through drawing them out or, you know, using them on, just experimenting with how they're going to be placed is, is can sometimes be easier than it trying to use the, try and find colors in the color picker because even I, I like to generally work more digital, but finding colors in a color picker is impossible sometimes. Um, and it's easier if you like have the color in your hand and you can just like see it. I just love books and having this tactile thing in my hand. And just leave through a book just gives me so much joy. Touching the paper and seeing how stories develop over the pages is just, I think it's such a beautiful thing. And because it exists in the real world, you can, you have it on your desk or somewhere. And in the digital world, it's just, I don't see the place where it is, you know, it's just somewhere in this big, big world. Have you ever been to a city where you just feel like there's too much noise? Take, for example, the London Tube. The Tube has, you know, motors and lights and people and all this noise. And that's just one example. Well, there's this concept of overstimulation that Johanna really applies to her work in certain design projects that she's been a part of. And if you haven't already, just I recommend checking out hypersensitivity on Google and learning a little bit more about it because it's a very fascinating topic. My favorite project must be my diploma project so far. And I went wild with optical illusions 
and actually I had a lot of headaches when uh, when I worked on the project. Yeah, and I'm really interested in psychology and different ways of perception. And uh, during my time in London, I got overwhelmed quite often. Um, yeah, all the noises and surroundings, um, smells and people, um, they triggered an overstimulation of my brain. And then I learned that 15 to 20% of all living things are actually highly sensitive. Yeah, and that means that your, your brain gets overwhelmed by external stimuli more often. And yeah, this project opened up a whole new way of understanding myself. <laughs> What I wanted to do with this project was I realized that almost nobody around me knew about the trait of high sensitivity. I don't know if you guys know about this. <laughs> so I decided to create the project Nervus Opticus, it's called. Yeah, I never understood how people can work a whole day with a ton of people and later go clubbing and sleep only three hours a day. And uh, with all my research, uh, I got my answer because it really depends on social energy. What I did with the project was to raise more awareness towards high sensitivity. I designed a poster exhibition, Optical Illusions, which um, had their heyday in the super cool 60s. Um, they trigger the perception of everyone. This way you could make overstimulation visible and explain the highly sensitive trait through a poster book. I just really love when at uni you learn much more than just about the topic itself, like graphic design. I learned so much about life and about myself and the world. And this forms this new way of thinking and this really changes how you design as well, I think. good designers know that typography is one of the best and fastest and easiest ways to make or break a design. Johanna knows that very well. I mean, seriously, she loves typography. I could talk about typefaces the whole day. <laughs> In general, I like really bold um, sans serif typefaces. It's just it, they really speak to me and um, I mean, we, we in school we started with Helvetica, of course, and I think when you when you start designing with Helvetica, it's it's this basis, and you always compare other typefaces to it because for me it's I always want a bold typeface, and uh, my favorite typeface must be Agrandir from Pengram Pengram. They are called. They are a super cool Canadian type foundry. You should check them out. My 
my favorite typeface from them is is really funky <laughs> but still really bold but you can use it uh, in in more chic designs very bold designs but it also works in copy text really great i love it you can just mix all the styles with so you don't have to use two typefaces to mix in one design so you have this one cool typeface and this type designer thought so much about it and worked maybe three years on it and made it um, work that all the styles work together perfectly Johanna also has a design studio called The Sun Will Come Out. Is there a reason uh, as to why you gave it this like really fun title? Yeah, I love that you asked this question because already the, um, the experimental part comes out again. Yeah, it's actually a line from one of my favorite songs. It's from Kali Uchis. It's called After the Storm. And um, yeah, the full uh, chorus of this um, song is where I got the line from is um, the sun will come out. Nothing good ever comes easy. I know times are rough. I love this song. You need to give this a listen. Yeah, it's really groovy and I find the chorus really inspiring. This applies in, to all parts in life that you have bad times where everything seems so difficult and rough, but in the end, the sun will always come out. have a few good tricks up their sleeve when it comes to finding inspiration. Here's where Johanna goes to look for inspiration for her design work. Um, so I'm a, um, a big fan of well-designed magazines. <laughs> um, again, really analog. And I really appreciate the work of the art directors of uh, Zeit Campus and Zeit Leo. They are from one of Germany's biggest publishing houses. I did an internship uh, with them. Their magazines are so beautiful. They still look really, really cool designed and they do cool experimental things. Not things you would see everywhere. 
and also I really like the uh, slanted publishers I don't know if you guys know them it's a German publisher who focuses on design books and um, they have their own magazines and they just they make really good designed books and magazines I really love them Yeah, of course, on Instagram. Instagram these days is a big source of inspiration as well, if you use it right. So it can be so overwhelming. And in general, poetry and science inspire me a lot as well, like psychology. And uh, currently, I'm really into <laughs> Lana Del Rey's audio poem book. I don't know if you guys know it. It's really, really beautiful. She talks about California a lot and yeah, how she perceives the world and it's really inspiring. Right. Well, thank you so much, Johanna. It's been great having you on our episode. You are the first person that we've interviewed on Design Atlas. And we just wanted to thank you so much for being a part of our journey and being a part of our podcast. Where can people, if they want, get in touch with you and get in contact? Yeah, of course, you can uh, visit my website. It's johannawegerich.eu. And you can go follow me on Instagram. My uh, design account is wilhelmina.san san with three n <laughs> great we'll definitely make sure we add it to the show notes so thank you so much again for being here with us today and I'm sure our listeners really love that you were here too so thank you so much Johanna yes it's been really great chatting with you and uh, connecting with you after it's been so long since we've been in Germany so it's really great yeah thank you so much for having me today Megan and Jens It was a pleasure talking to you. find out more about Johanna Wegerich, we've included her Instagram and website links in the show notes. We highly recommend you check them out. Want to get in touch with us or have a topic idea for our next episode here on Design Atlas? Feel free to email us at designatlasfm at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at designatlaspod. Also, don't forget to sign up to our email list for the more in-depth research on our upcoming episodes. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode on Design Atlas. We are so excited about what we have planned and what's upcoming next. And we just appreciate that everybody is with us on our journey for our podcast. Thank you again. And on behalf of myself and Megan, we wish everybody a great day. And don't forget, keep on designing because you never know where your design atlas may take you next.